Blog Talk Radio. Pack up the crew and head out to Talladega Super Speedway for race weekend October 12th through 14th. Ticket holders for the 1000Bulbs.com 500 can enjoy free camping in three different campgrounds around the track. This is more than a race. This is Talladega.
Monday night, and it's time to get rowdy. Catch up on This Week in ARCA and NASCAR with news and comments. Plus, you never know who will stop by for a visit. Right here on the Rowdy Maglite Show. Here's your weekly radio duo, Rowdy and Mark. Welcome back to the Rowdy Maglite Show. It's Monday night, and hey, it didn't take long to get here again. Back with me tonight is Chi-Town uh, Mark and Jackman Jeff. Hopefully, uh, Jeff's going to get to call in. He's working. He's going to uh, try to get where he can call in. But, Mark, welcome back. Uh, getting ready to go up to uh, Indianapolis and hang out up there at uh, the Lucas Oil and check out Lake Shore 200 with... Uh, Adam Mackey, who's calling in here at uh, 710. Well, Rowdy, we got a busy weekend. We've just had a busy weekend. We're going to have another busy weekend after that. Uh, just because it's gonna, we're into October, my friend, uh, doesn't mean the racing stops. We just move a little bit farther south. In some aspects, we will be heading north next Sunday for the Oktoberfest race. But, uh, yeah, it's it's uh, we're going to put some windshield time in between the two of us next weekend, Rowdy. And hey, that's why we do this Monday night, so we can talk about it. That's right, Mark. And hey, uh, if, it, if we got any surprise call in guests tonight, they're going to have to get a ticket and get in line because we're lined up tonight. And we're going to start it off with Adam Mackey at 710 uh, to talk a little bit about the race, uh, actually, a rain out that they're making over at uh, Lucas Oil Raceway, and uh, Mark, we're both going to be lucky enough, hopefully, to be at that race, and it's going to be great to get back with y'all and uh, hang out a little bit, see the ARCA crew. Well, there's no more fun than we have in being with the ARCA family and you, Rowdy. Uh, uh, geographically, we're, we're not always able to get as many races together as we possibly can, but uh, we're working on that. Next season, I think we'll have a few surprises for everybody, but this season... Uh, I don't think there's going to be a lot of surprises towards the end of the year. Uh, uh, we, we've got some big races coming up. We've just had some big races this weekend. Jeff and I were out at Rockford at the National Short Track Championships and saw some really close fender-rubbing, tire-rubbing, bumper-grinding racing without a lot of accidents or yellow flags. Uh, they truly showed how... Uh, uh, good uh, drivers they were at a really difficult track. Basically, it's it's a it's a, a lane and a half. You have a groove and a half of racing, and uh, they took advantage of every single one of that groove and a half to get themselves around and get past the other drivers. So it was just a lot of exciting races, and we're looking for some more of that coming up this weekend. And Adam's going to tell us a little about that shortly, and uh, then we're going to have. Uh, Chuck Durian from the Oktoberfest uh, races up in La Crosse Raceway in uh, West Salem, Wisconsin. Then we got Kevin Ranzel from the Midwest Tour who is running up at Oktoberfest next Sunday in the 200 lapper with a really points, really tight points battle. And then we have the winner from yesterday's National Short Track Championships, Alex Prutney. Uh 
we don't get more fall than evening than that, Rowdy. And uh, boy, uh, I'm looking. And next week we're going to be busy too. So stay tuned, folks. We're going to have it all for you in the next couple of weeks. Uh, we're, it's uh, with Talladega on top of us too. Uh, uh, we'll, we should have a couple of. Well, we'll have some great guests next week. Uh, but Mark, we're down to yeah, two Robert. races. We're down to two races. The last two races of the 66 running of the ARCA Racing Series presented by Bernard's. And uh been fortunate enough to see a, a, a most of them, and it's been one heck of a year. Yeah, like we see every week when we talk about this route, it just seems like we were at Daytona for the opener. But, uh, no, we're, we're, we're two races away from the end of the 2018 season. We're going to be get-together, and we're going to be able to see the last short track race of the year at Lucas Oil Raceway in Brownsburg, Indiana. Uh, for those of you who are familiar with Lucas Oil Raceway, it's the former IRP. Maybe that will help you recognize it a little easier. But uh, 200 laps of really stout racing coming up at IRP. They put on a great show there. We've had surprise winners at, IR, or at Lucas Oil Raceway. Uh the competition and the qualifying is always really tight. Uh, we, we will see some good racing this weekend, and uh, I can hardly wait. And then we make that little run up north for the uh, the Arkham Midwest Tour in Oktoberfest. So uh, we're not sitting still this weekend. We're we're gonna be uh, we're gonna catch some racing, Rowdy. Well, sounds good, and I think we got our first guest uh, on. I'd like to welcome back to the Rowdy Maglite Show. Adam Mackey. Adam? Hey, guys. How's it going tonight? Oh, great. How about Track Enterprise? Is y'all ready for the weekend to get the things rolling yeah, we on? Are. You know, it's it's starting to wind down a little bit for us. We're finished with our short track stuff, uh, our weekly stuff, I should say, with Lincoln and Macon. We finished up Macon this past Saturday, and uh, now it's all about the, the couple big events we have coming up, Lucas Oil Raceway this weekend with the ARCA race, and then, of course, Sprint cars of USAC and World of Outlaws coming into Terre Haute next weekend, the 12th and 13th. So you've got two straight weekends full. Yeah, yeah, two straight weekends uh, with big events. And, uh, you know, it was unfortunate that in September we couldn't get the, the race in with ARCA. Um, you know, had a nice sponsor there with Shore Lunch and Load Trail bringing us to the racing. A lot of people scheduled to be there with those companies and, and, of course, Mother Nature just wouldn't permit. We tried everything we could, and it rained all day and all night. I think we had maybe 15 minutes of dry weather right around 6 o'clock or so, and then it started raining again for the rest of the night. So it was a tough deal, but uh, looking forward to racing this Saturday, and I think it's going to be uh, unseasonably warm with temperatures uh, in the 80s, so it'll still feel like summer. Adam, are, are y'all working on anything for next year y'all could talk about scheduling on the Arca Series? Yeah, you know, I fully expect we had six races this year. I fully expect those six most likely to be back on schedule and and uh, be busy with those again. And there's a possibility of one or two others. I think we're going to end up being busier next year than this year, believe it or not. Um, so it'll be interesting, but I'm sure we'll know a little more here in the next month or two uh, before ARCA announces their schedule. I can believe it, Adam, because I've, I get to go to different events, and y'all, when Track Enterprises has an event, y'all do a great job. You really do. You know, we try, and we, we do so many races. It's uh, it's such a busy year for us from really the 
January 1st all the way to December 31st. I mean, it's busy year-round, and, and actually I think the most important time for us is between October and April, getting everything planned out and trying to get sponsorships to, to help make these races possible. So we've got some real important months coming up. Hey, Mark, you're live with Adam Mackey. Thanks, Friday. Welcome back, Adam. It's nice to be here on the show. Yeah, great to be here. Thank you. We know you're, yeah, this is, like you said, this is getting to be a really busy time of year. It's not like you have an off-season, do you? No, you know, we uh, we work more hours, I think, in the summertime, obviously, with all the events we put on. When you do two or three, four events in a week, sometimes five events in a week, you put in a 100-hour week. But um, the wintertime, you might only put in 40 hours a lot of those weeks or 50 hours. But, but the wintertime is, uh, is really important with, just making sure everything's scheduled properly. And, and of course, like I mentioned with Rowdy, the, the sponsorship such an important thing. Well, it was good to hear that you possibly may have all your events coming back next season. And uh, we, we've been at all your events. And I, I can tell the difference between some of the other promoters and the, and the track enterprises uh, promotion. Uh, things just seemed... Uh, be a little nicer and a little smoother, Adam. Well, we try to make them smoother. And, you know, the company's been doing it, you know, with Bob Sargent for 35 years. So you figure all those years and then my experience combined with him. So we've both seen thousands and thousands of races over the years. So we've, uh, uh, we've been busy and we try to always improve on our product. And you have to work a little harder nowadays, I think, than you did 10, 15, 20 years ago to, to get people out to the racetrack. So you got to do everything right. I agree with you on that. The entertainment dollar is really spread thin, and you really have to work hard to get it. Yeah, absolutely. There's no question. Uh, the entertainment dollar, the sponsorship dollar, uh, you don't just open the gates and people show up anymore there. Uh, you have to really work hard to get them there. You, you do, uh, and you have to offer them something worthwhile going to, and, and you guys sure do. Uh, uh, your events and the facilities you guys go to, uh, the, the fairground, you know, it's just unprecedented to, to be able to hold events at the you know, neat facilities as the, the state fairgrounds in Illinois and decline. So that's not. We look yeah, and I think really when you look at when you look at our events, I think those two events, uh, the state fair races, are probably two of the best including USAC and ARCA. I mean, the, the crowds come in great. We, we did really well at Elko this year. You know, that place was packed, and some of that was we ran their local divisions as well. And so the local people showed up to watch their drivers race in addition to getting to see ARCA. So that was a great value for fans. And um, that's turned into one of our best events, Elko, and then the, the two state fair races. Nashville, we've, we've had problems with weather two out of the four years. The other two years, we've had good turnouts. Um you know, and Lucas Oil is always a tough draw. We're still working on that. You know, and we've had problems, honestly, again, there with weather. You know, last two years it's been 95 degrees each year, and then this year we had rain. So that's been a tough go of it. But, you know, we keep working hard at the ones that, that struggle a little bit. Yeah, let's hope for no snow at the races this uh, coming year, next season. Uh, it was it was tough to watch practice with snowing out at Nashville in spring. <laughs> Yeah, that was a unique deal. Uh, I don't think we've ever run an event under 50 degrees, let alone under 40 degrees, and it was 35 degrees, I think, was about the daytime high. Um, you know, I stayed busy enough to stay warm all day just running back and forth with everything I did. I think I 
and check my uh, health tracker on my phone, and I'd walk like 13 miles that day. Um, so, so I didn't get cold, but I can imagine for fans that wasn't the premier thing to sit in. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, we always we, we enjoy the, uh, uh, the the races, the track enterprises put on. The events are always special to us, and uh, we're looking forward to being there this this Saturday and uh, of the. Uh, the arc of cars and, and uh, the season winding down, I think it'll be for a good event. And the weather should be perfect this this time around. So we're hoping for the yeah, best. Yeah, that's, that's the uh, – definitely hoping for just that. We want to see a good turnout and some great racing. There's a nice entry list of almost 30 drivers signed up to, to run this coming Saturday. And there's some obviously very good names that are young kids that are going to make their way into the top ranks of NASCAR here in the next couple of years. So you want to be there. Uh, it should be a good show. I agree. I agree. We're looking forward to it. And uh, uh, I'll turn you back over to Rowdy. We'll see you this Saturday. Uh, we'll see you running around sometime. We'll try to track you down, Adam. All right. Thanks. You're welcome. Take it away, Rowdy. Thank you, Mark. Uh, Adam, hey, I appreciate it. I know you're busy, dude, and I appreciate all you've done for us and coming on. Uh, just quick, tell where they can call for tickets. They can call us at our office uh, during regular business hours, 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. Monday through Friday this week, uh, 217-764-3200. They can also get on the website, trackenterprises.com, get all the details. It's got the full schedule. And, of course, they can go over to the arcaracing.com website, check out the full entry list, and uh, get on our Facebook page, search for Track Enterprises there, and a chance to win some uh, some tickets for this weekend. I've got a ticket contest giveaway going on right now that will announce the winner on Friday. I'm telling you, Adam, it's going to be a great race. Uh, that Elmore engine, that composite body, and all that together has just really made some really competitive racing. With that many cars, there's there's at least probably close to 15 cars that could win that race. Oh, yeah, I don't disagree one bit. I think it's going to be a great race. It could come down to a little bit of pit strategy and how many tires they take and uh, could be real interesting this weekend. And the, the Lucas Oil races for ARCA have been really good the last few seasons, so I, I think fans are in for a treat. I think so, too. Looking forward to seeing you there, Adam. Thanks a lot, sir. Okay, thank you. Thank you. All right, Mark. That's uh, Adam Mackey from Track Enterprises getting ready for uh, the Lucas Oil race. Uh, kind of a rain makeup delay. Yeah, the Shore Lunch 200 uh, was supposed to be in September. Actually, there was a lot of racing in, in Indianapolis that weekend, Rowdy, and they got none of it in until Monday when uh, they ran the Xfinity race finally at the big track. So uh, it was a shame that the whole weekend got race washed out. It did. Uh, weather's forecast is a uh, nice, nice evening. Uh, probably the last perfect evening we'll have for the season. Uh so let's get a chance to get down there and enjoy it. We'll, uh, we'll, for me, I'm going south. For you, you're heading north. We'll meet in the middle of Indy, and we'll have ourselves one good time, Rowdy. Sounds like some sleeves are going to be necessary for nightwear. Uh, possibly. You, you southerners are a little more apt to feel the chill than us northerners. So, uh, yeah, be prepared. That's all I can say, but... Be prepared to go to the races and see a really good race, folks, because that's what's going to happen. Uh, 
Rowdy, you're going to be very impressed with, with the facility of uh, Lucas Oil Raceway, and uh, we will have ourselves a, a, a wonderful time and see our good old friends and uh, uh, see some good racing and, and enjoy ourselves and relax a little bit and uh, tell you all about it next uh, Monday night. Hi, this is Jay Holbrook from Larson Motorsports, Jet Dragster Driver in the IHRA Nitro Jam Drag Racing Series, and you're listening to Thursday Night Thunder on Speedway Digest Radio Network. I don't know where that come from, Mark, but uh, not the Rowdy Maglite show tonight. <laughs> we you never know who's going to show up, and boy, that's, Tim's been up to something. Maybe Tim's been up to something there. Hello, <laughs> I was trying to get over <laughs> to, to another spot when she showed up. Uh, <laughs> oh, wow. I, I was really, I was really trying to get to right here. This is power. This is tradition. This is Talladega. The biggest party of NASCAR returns October 12th through 14th. And we'll be there. Yes, we will. Yes, we will. Uh, I can hardly wait. That'll be the big track of the year for me, I think. Everything else will be a half mile or less. So, uh, yeah, go get my uh, adrenaline shot for Talladega ready, and uh, we'll, we'll be there, Rowdy. Bells on our toes. Yep, I'm on. Let's just roll back over there and while we wait on our next guest.
All right. Uh, I can smell the bacon in the fires now. <laughs> <laughs> it's a flapjack slapping on the grill. That's right. All right. Uh, our next guest is Chuck D with uh, Lacrosse Speedway. Back up there in Wisconsin land. Another one of our favorite Wisconsin tracks, Rowdy. Uh, nice facility. It's on a fairgrounds. It's got that nice atmosphere. Uh, and, and well, we'll let Chuck tell you all about it. Uh, it's been going on for this will be their 49th year. Next year will be their 50th. Looking forward to the 50th, seeing what they put on. We'll have to bug them a little bit about one. See if we can get any information out on, on next year's event. But, uh, uh, the food, the atmosphere, the people, the racing. Uh, you can see almost every type of racing there is for oval track, asphalt racing. This starting Thursday night, rowdy through Sunday afternoon. Uh, it's just a tremendous event. People start camping out uh, the week before. And uh, they set up their sites, and uh, it's it's just it's just so much fun. I, I just wish it were a little closer to home for me, but it's not so far. I can't make it. I like the camping, <laughs> Rowdy. You'd fit right in. You like? I know how much you like camping at Salem. This takes it to another level. Uh, it's, there's a, there are probably more campers. Uh, the weather's a little cooler, so I remember it's 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 a hearty group. Let's put it that way, and they seem to enjoy that uh, that favorite of Wisconsin adult beverages, and uh, quite a bit of it, by the way. So they have themselves a good time, very friendly, very open, willing to take you in and take care of you. So you'd fit right in, my friend. Well, they've been from Wisconsin; they're beer drinkers. <laughs> yes, they are. Yes, they are. And uh, if they have been for years, I don't see that stopping anytime soon, Rowdy. They enjoy their their brew, that's for sure. So you're going to be pretty busy this weekend, too, aren't you, Mark? Yeah, Rowdy. Uh, it never happened uh, my way. Yeah, well, you'll you'll be heading home, and Jeff and I will be heading north, and then when we get to my place on the south end of Chicago, we won't stop. We'll continue on north to uh, West Salem, Wisconsin, which is just east of La Crosse off of Interstate 90, and uh, uh, La Crosse Raceway Fairgrounds, or La Crosse Fairgrounds Raceway, uh, four-tenths of a mile, uh, semi-banked. Uh, they have a quarter mile track on the inside of that. I can't think of the number. We'll have to ask Gary, but I can't remember the number of divisions that are running this weekend there that that you get to see. It's it's just phenomenal. It's a lot of fun. Um, I think there are people that never leave the campground to go to watch the races because they're enjoying themselves so much in the campgrounds, Rowdy. It's one of those events. Yeah. yeah. Well. <laughs> I enjoy them. It's it's a social, it's a truly social gathering, uh, as, as most races are. 
Uh, everybody's there for the same reason, so that camaraderie is already built in, and it just makes it easy for everybody to be that much friendlier with each other, I think. Yeah. Well, it's like when I rolled in in Salem, uh, three or four of the people, same people was there last year. You know, we kind of swapped. They wanted my space fit their camper better than uh, what I what we needed, and we we swapped with them. I give them a little more space for their camper. It actually worked out well for both of us, Rowdy, because we both we had pretty good spots to uh, to set up and spend our nights there and uh, to enjoy the day because it's a long day at Salem. It's a one day show, practice and qualifying, some time in between the show or in between practice, qualifying, and the race. And we're able to go back and relax at our campsite. So we could BS, talk about who is going to win, do the old, you know, pre-race and post-race stuff, and uh, just enjoy ourselves. Uh, I know you took off and saw some, uh, you saw some good music and met some great people Saturday night after the races at Salem, didn't you? Yep. Uh, Valerie and uh, her mom, and we kind of went around and... <laughs> Invited us in into the camp. You know, <laughs> hey, they they were there for one reason, like we were, and that was to see racing and have a good time after the race. And uh, yeah, isn't that what it's about? You you get out and go around and meet people and talk racing. Well, be at the outside campgrounds where we've been the past few years at Talladega or the infield. Uh, Salem, Lacrosse, Rockford even. Uh, Rockford's in the middle of a metro area. The track is surrounded by a Menards and one across the street. There's McDonald's down the road. Medical center across the street from then on the other side and housing around the rest of it. And here's this little itty-bitty track and their, and their small acreage. It's like going back in time when you go to Rockford Speedway and uh, the, the locals have learned to embrace it, and uh, yeah, it's just a wonderful uh, atmosphere to go to, no matter what track it's at. Uh, go camping, don't camp, go to the races, whatever you're going to do, just enjoy it. I suggest you at least tailgate. What do you to say, Rowdy? Hey, exactly. Bring your lawn chair and sit out there and, and a grill, throw your grill in the back of they make grills small enough you can, you can, you know, you can have it and put it in the trunk and cool it down and pour your ashes out and load it up and take it back with you three or four hours later. Yeah. We, we've done it more than once, Friday. We know the routine. We're, we've got a pretty good one when we're at the races. And, uh, uh, yeah, we've, we've, we've got some good, uh, some good racing this year. I wish we were going to get a chance to go to Kansas. That'd be a really nice place to go to. A new track for all of us. But I just don't foresee it in the near future, unfortunately. And uh, good for us, it's on Fox. We'll be able to watch it at least. Yep. That'll be the end of the 66 running of the ARCA Racing Series presented by the Menards. Can I throw a little question at you, my friend? All right. Does the title get wrapped up this weekend in Indianapolis? I think so. 
Yeah, I, I, I w- as you was talking a while ago, I'm like, you know, Shelton's had a great year, and it looks like he's Zane's had a great year, but I just don't see Zane gaining enough ground. Because I mean, Zane's got to have two great races. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) And he's going to have his granddad with him. You know that he'll have his granddad with him. Yeah, that's just neat. We're looking. I look forward to meeting. You know. Anybody from his family has been really neat to us and, and, and gracious to us. So we, we enjoy meeting their families. That's half the fun of being at the races. So uh, we'll, uh, And that's a we, great part about being able to go in. That's right. Uh, great part about going in, you know, into the after victory lane and I'll going into the press conferences, you, you know, you do get to meet some of the family members and uh, see what makes these kids actually help them get to where they're at. And and at the age that some of these drivers are, Rowdy, they have to have that adult supervision because they're not old enough to do it themselves, basically. Uh, these drivers keep getting younger and younger on us. Dang, do they not, Mark? We've, we've, yeah. we've got to know... We just got done talking about a couple of 13 years old a couple of years ago who now are making a big splash for themselves and, and Derek Krause and, and Chandler Smith. Uh, now there's some more coming up. Uh, it, it's just amazing that, that they're able to compete at the level they compete at and do it so well, and yet out of the car, they're still a typical teenager. Yeah. <laughs> There's been a lot of great stories out of ARCA this year. I tell you, though, the weather has played a big factor in ARCA this year that I haven't been present to witness myself in my little short term, but uh, it really played effect on the I I just remember us huddled up inside Josie having lunch and breakfast and lunch and trying to warm up in between those other times there at Nashville, Rowdy. that was just brutal. That I, I just felt so bad for Bob and, and Adam and the whole Track Enterprises group because they work so hard, and to have something like that throw such a damper on the situation is, and yep, that's that's promotion though. That's that's the chance you take when you're promoting. Yeah, but holding any event, Mark, you know, any kind of event, yeah, it doesn't necessarily have. If it's an outdoor event, Rowdy, it, you know, weather plays such a big factor in it, no matter if it's racing or not. Right. <laughs> it sure does. Well, yeah, and especially as the year progresses, as the fall turns, especially up north, Rowdy, you don't know. You're going to have snow, rain, cold, warm, wind. Uh, it's it's a it's a real dice roll of the dice up here as the season progresses, especially now after the end of September, uh, it gets real iffy up here. So uh, we've got a few races left up north, and uh, we'll we'll see what happens. Did you get a load of the Roval yesterday? 
I did. I got to watch some practice on Friday and some a little bit Saturday before I headed out to the Rockford to watch live racing. Uh, it was an exciting finish yesterday, that's to say the least. A surprise finish. But, uh, yeah, it, it was just, I, I don't, without seeing the whole race, I, I don't know how, what to, to, to call it. I don't know if it was a success or not, Robbie. Uh, but I know a lot well, of race cars got torn up. Let's give a shout out to Chase Briscoe for winning his uh, Xfinity show there. You know who's affiliated with that team that he's uh, running for and won with was uh, is Stuart Haas Racing, Rowdy. Well, good. He's got him. He got him a win there on the first Roble race. Maybe Chase is on their radar to be their, one of their future drivers. Uh, that would be nice. I, I think he's well-deserving. I think he has a good chance. Uh, he's he's good with sponsors. He's articulate. He's not a bad-looking fella. Uh, yeah. He, he could have a bright future. I, I hope something works out for him. Hey, tell the story. I know twice yesterday about Biggs and giving him a chance to race and working in the pits the first part of the first year and then giving him a chance. And that was a kid that grew up on dirt, and, man, he adapted to asphalt. Uh, he adapted really, really well, Robbie. Really he adapted well. not only the asphalt, he adapted to the change of car, change of situation, uh, from running short risk short-distance races, sprint races to long-distance races, super speedways to short tracks, and everything in between. Throw a little dirt mile in there for just for the heck of it. And, uh, boy, he went on a winning streak there for a while and uh, in his championship year, and uh, nobody could touch him. Well... He's a really, really talented person that goes to show you. And a really nice guy. Really well. Yeah. He's got a great background. He's just a nice guy. That big paint books don't make great drivers. Well, you know what? The personalities of drivers are just like personalities of people. Rowdy, they're all different. I've seen some really great drivers who are real jerks. And I see some really great drivers who are the most gentlemen people you'll ever meet in the world. So uh, it just takes all types, and it depends on what you're looking for. And uh, uh, that's what, you know, like life makes racing interesting. (laughs) You just never know what you're going to (laughs) get. Nope. Nope. Well, Chase is going to get, I think Chase got a bright future in front of him. Uh, it, it's good to see him doing well. When he lost, you know, his chance to drive the truck last year when uh, his team decided to not run this season, uh, I was kind of concerned, but he was able to uh, work up what few rides he's gotten into this year into a winning ride. So, uh, he hasn't been in the same car all year, so that's not easy either. What he pulled off at uh, the Roval 
shows his adaptability and his ability to drive a race car, I think. Well, congratulations to Chase and his first Xfinity win, and I'm... Uh, oh, big, say, big congratulations. Say it won't be his last one, neither. I don't think so, Roddy. I think we're... You know, I think this is the start of something for uh, for Chase, and uh, we're looking forward to following his uh, his up his career as he moves up. Well, Riley Herps is another one's already started making them moves forward too, isn't he? Yeah, I, I'm not heard exactly what Riley's going to be doing yet next year. Uh, I. To have a feeling we won't see him in ARCA, and we may see him in maybe a possibly a truck. But uh, uh, Coy Gibbs, uh, Joe Gibbs' grandson, may possibly be in ARCA next year. So that will be an interesting fill-in and, and replacement for uh, for him. So, yeah, we'll, uh, I'm sure by December the, the banquet rolls around, Roddy, a lot of the pieces will fall into place and we'll know more what's going to happen in 2019 or 2019, I should say. Yeah, 2019, Mark. <laughs> say it real slow. Who would have thought, we, you know, well, Jeff's not here and he's a little younger than us, but who thought three old guys could be talking racing on a radio station on a Monday night and having fun with it? And having some pretty good guests. You know, we've got some great guests tonight, and hey, we're just one down on three coming up. Well, we're just waiting on our next to call in, and hopefully he remembers to, and we'll be in good shape. It's just a few minutes early, but. Adam show. It's Monday night. That's right. That's right. Hey, you know, we, we, we give something for Mondays. Monday's not the most appreciated day of the week, and uh, it's not always the favorite, but we give a little meaning to Monday, and uh, that makes me feel good. So uh, after we get through with Talladega, Mark, looks like our next get-together is going to be for the All-American 400 in Nashville. The rescheduled All-American 400. Uh, it was supposed to be this coming weekend. Uh, it just shows that sometimes the promoters listen to what's going on outside of their realm. Uh, Tony and Claire Formosa were planning on running the All-American 400 this coming weekend, the uh, 5th, 6th, and 7th of October. Uh, we were planning on being there. We were going to head down after the race at Lucas Oil Raceway uh, Sunday evening and going to the All-American 400 on Sunday. Yep. Uh, but their entry list was not what they had wanted it to be or anticipated it to be. Uh, they contacted a few drivers, uh, listened to what they had to say, decided that it was probably a, a more open weekend at the end of October, beginning of November, to run the race. 
and more drivers would be able to participate. And that's what's happened. And I expect quite the field of race cars for uh, the, the November 2nd, 3rd, and 4th of uh, November uh, for, for the All-American 400, Rowdy. Uh, um, we may see one of the best fields we've seen in years just because of the date change. Well, Mark, that's get uh, September at Salem, uh, October at Lucas Oil, Talladega, November at Nashville, December at uh, well, the we Snowball Derby. We had we had ended up November of being at the Derby and following up by ending it up completely by being the first of this. December when we get out of there. So, uh, yeah, yeah we've, we've, we've got some good races that we're, we're going to cover and some others that uh, we plan on getting to also, Rowdy. Uh, uh, there's a big race at uh, Dell's Raceway Park in mid-October. Uh, we're planning on covering. Uh, there's a possibility we'll all be on at uh, Mobile for Tim Bryant's Southern Super Series and uh, their 300 lap, uh, Alabama 300. We're super late mileage. So, uh, yeah, there's a lot of racing left in the season. Uh, it's not going to be over. Not for a while yet. Yeah, I didn't even think about the Mobile race. I didn't. I hadn't even. That's kind of. That's kind of developed new in the last. This few year, weeks. right? Yeah, well, I thought yeah, it kind of. race for this year. And it's been on. It's been on our radar the past few weeks, and uh, it's been discussions between you, Jeff, and I, and. Um, we, we're we're gonna. I, I think we have a good possibility that Jeff and I are gonna head down for. Well, for me, it's a five-hour drive to Mobile, so it's a little bit more for Rowdy, but for the the race, I think we can see down there. I think it'd be worth the drive. Uh, yeah. Of course, a month later we're going to be making that same trip to uh, to go to Pensacola. So, uh, yeah, like like we said, the the racing's far from over for this year yet. Uh, Arcus just got their two races left, but we've got a slew of short track races to go. So uh, stand by, we'll cover them for you as we can. We'll let you know about them as we can, and uh, we'll we'll just enjoy them. To the very end. <laughs> till to the till very 2019. End. Till 20 to 2019. <laughs> well, since, since we're talking about the future of this season, I think the year will end up for Jeff and I in Fort Wayne, Indiana, the end of December, on a Saturday night, watching midgets race indoors at the Fort Wayne Memorial Coliseum. Uh, we also have an indoor race in Decoin, Illinois. We're planning on attending in mid-December. Uh, that's two weeks after Snowball Derby. And in between Decoin and the Snowball Derby, the three of us will be hopefully in Indianapolis for the PRI sh- show and the ARCA banquet. So we, we've got a full uh, we've got a full slate for ourselves here, Rowdy. Yeah. We do, Mark. We do. We sure do. And it's all set the groundwork for next season. Yep. 
Yep. Well, I'm looking forward to it. I'm sorry we're running late on our next uh, call in, but hopefully he'll uh, he'll remember. We 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 know guys get busy. It's uh, race weekend. You know how that goes. Very much so. Uh, we set them up and we remind them, and we can only hope for the best. Let's just take us a little break right here, Mark. All right, Rowdy.
All right. I'd like to bring in our next guest, Chuck Derry from Lacrosse Fairgrounds Speedway. Welcome to the Rowdy Maglite Show, Chuck. Well, thank you. Thank you for having me on. It's an honor to be here. Well, uh, I know you're a busy guy here with the race coming up this weekend. Yeah, it's uh, you know our 49th annual Oktoberfest race weekend, and uh, you know a lot of cars and campers and great great race fans and stuff, and uh, you know a lot of details go into these events, and not just for us, but any local short track that has a special. And uh, but Fest is kind of unique. It's uh, you know kind of summation of racing in the Upper Midwest, and uh, you know we feel very blessed to be able to host it every year. Well, I know Mark has, has talked about it, and uh, I'm going to throw it over to Mark here in a few minutes, but uh, he's really looking forward to getting there. And, you know, uh, Mark kind of turned me on to this late model thing. I, I never actually thought of Wisconsin as such a great racing state, but Wisconsin, y- y'all build race cars all winter and race all summer. <laughs> uh, without a doubt, there are some great teams that come out of Wisconsin and stuff, and uh you know, it's a great level of competition amongst the teams, and uh, you know they keep pushing themselves a little bit harder and farther every time. And uh, and uh, you know it's uh, you know, and we got some great racetracks up in this area too. So uh, it's a good combination. And if you if you like racing, uh, you're in uh, you're in good uh, good locale here in in Wisconsin. Well, I'm kind of like next year bringing a camper and hanging out maybe a month or so up there because uh, <laughs> I think Mark spent most of the summer in Wisconsin racing. Well, there's uh, there's plenty of good uh, racing going on and, like I said, plenty of good tracks. And, uh, and again, Fast is kind of a summation of, uh, you know, all the racing. We try to get as many track championships and tour championships uh, for that uh, for the Fest. And, uh, and uh, you know, it's a great points battle going in every year. And, uh, you know, again, we're uh, we're very fortunate to be able to host it and uh, there's a lot of racing, and, and it's just a lot of fun. 49 years. You just don't throw up a sign and say we're we're coming to town. Uh takes a lot to put that show together, don't it, Chuck? Yeah, it's, uh, you know, it started out just as a two-day deal, and it, it certainly has grown. And uh, and But it's, you know, it's it, there's so many different divisions that race here in the upper Midwest, and they all want to be part of it, and there's probably still another five that could be racing at it. And as, as a race fan, I'm a race fan, so, you know, if I were to put on a special event, this is how I would do it, and, and that's exactly what it comes, you know, a little bit of this, a little bit of that, something different all four days, and, uh, you know, it's a, it's a, it, race fans thoroughly enjoy it, and, and uh, again, it's, it is a lot of work and, uh, and a lot of, uh, uh, a lot of details, but, uh, you know, when it's all said and done at the end, it's a, it's a lot of fun. I tell you, it's awesome when you can go and experience four days of racing continuously. Four days of racing is just—it's—it's it's an unbelievable experience. Yeah, and it's you know four different days. To, I mean, four—you know—we have late miles, of course, are the, are the mainstay for all four days. But there's some different stuff every day, and so you're not repeating the same show over and over again. And you know. We, with a trickle 99 on Friday, it's the 3:33 lap segment race, and that uh, that is a you know very cool deal. And of course, the tour Arca Midwest Tour with their championship 200 laps on on Sunday, and everything in between. So you have unique races and some short races and some championships and the 200 lapper. So it's a it's a great variety of uh, racing and a great variety of divisions that are participating. 
Hey, Mark, you're live with Chuck Derry. Thanks, Rowdy. Chuck, I've been, you know, you know, listening by here. Uh, just gets my anticipation for this weekend up even more. I, I wish we could be there more days than we can, but we're uh, we're slated to uh, another race Saturday evening and then head up to, to Oktoberfest for Sunday. So I can hardly wait. Uh, how many different divisions actually run at Oktoberfest from Thursday through Sunday? There's uh, it's there's. 18 divisions, and we call it, we actually say 19, because we run on Friday night, we run a double O race, or Thursday night we run a double right. O, which is, you know, anyone can show up, and it's one lap on the big track, one lap on the small track, and and it's a, it's a, it's a unique event, and uh, but it's, there's, you know, we added modified this year to the Sunday show, um, there's the four-cylinder classes that we do on the small track on Thursday, and, you know, the late models as well on the big track and in the trucks on Saturday and, or I think they're Friday this year, but, um, you know, it just, it's like I said, if you were to, if we're race fans and, uh, you know, if you were to put together a race weekend, like a race fan would, that's exactly how we do it. Well, you know, like Rowdy said a little early to you, Chuck, you know, where, where are you at this weekend? Well, we're somewhere in Wisconsin in another racetrack, Rowdy. And, uh, if you want to see representation of, of the racetracks around the state of Wisconsin and, and the surrounding states as well, Oktoberfest is such a unique event. And, and it's almost a, the northern version of the Snowball Derby, I would say. Yeah, it, it's, uh, you know, Snowball Derby is, is, is well, not, not that Oktoberfest isn't a serious race event, but Snowball Derby, that's a serious race event. And uh, but fest because there's just so much variety to it. It's just a, a little bit. Uh, it, it gives Unique. it a different uh, appeal. So we're we're happy with uh, uh, you know what we got here, and uh, just hopefully we can continue to uh, uh, you know put on a good show for our fans. Well, you know you, you've had I, I've been to previous um, uh, fests, and I've always enjoyed myself. Uh, the problem is I eat too much. The food that you guys offer is just <laughs> phenomenal. Yes, uh, don't bring a diet. <laughs> it's not a place to diet, is it? <laughs> from from mini donuts, uh, everything in between. You, know, you guys got it, it seems, Chuck. Yeah, it's you know, it's um, again, it's all part of the whole fest experience. You know, the after race parties on Friday and Saturday night. We actually added a Thursday night version for our local guys. It's kind of a local flavor for that show, and um, so we do a championship night that way. But uh, it's just a uh, uh, again, it's you know if you were to put together something that you'd want to see when you go to a racetrack, so a variety of foods and you know the 4-H is involved, the local pork producers involved, the local hockey clubs are involved and stuff. So you know it's just not all across Fairground Speedway. We try to involve as many local organizations as we can to to be a part of it. it it's just phenomenal. I, I you know, it's, it's tough because it's the end of the season. You know, it's the end of the racing season. But you look forward so much to events like Oktoberfest to, to go to and enjoy yourselves. And uh, uh, the, the, the camping scene, the uh, the racing scene, the food scene, you guys got it covered. And uh, I, I really can't think of uh, one, a better event to go to in the Midwest than, than you know, uh, Oktoberfest. Well, well, thank you for that. It's a- and it's a lot of hard work from, you know, we get support from the tours and support from the other racetracks and uh, certainly support from the the race teams themselves and, and the fans. 
So it, it's a you know it's a team effort. You know we we call it racing's family reunion, and uh, and it is that. You know folks come every year just to meet up at fest, and uh, you know it's, it's it's more than just a racing, and uh, and that's why we like it. It's you know and life's serious enough. Let's uh, enjoy a, a great racing weekend. Yeah, I agree, and that's part of what racing is supposed to be is enjoyment and enjoy yourself. So I do have one question for you, Chuck, if, if you don't mind. Are you mm-hmm. related to the famous Deary family of promoting racing? I am. I am the seventh son of, uh, or the seventh child of the Rockford Speedway Deary's. Well, we were just at Rockford this weekend enjoying the National Short Track Championships. It's a heck of an appetizer to get yourself ready for October because I'm telling you. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's, uh, uh, you know, I learned, had some very good teachers. Uh, you know, of course, my mom and dad at Rockford and John McCarns for the Artco Series. And, uh, and essentially, we've just taken, you know, my partner is Greg McCarns at Lacrosse, and, he, you know, he's the son of John and r- runs the Arkham Tour. Uh, and right. we have learned a lot from from everyone in the sport, and uh, and continue to learn. And, and what you see at Fest is just a combination of what we've learned from other racetracks and and other people. Well, that's why the Explosion starts. Fest is the best. <laughs> it is a pretty good event. It is. Well, we we appreciate it so much for you taking the time and calling in tonight, and you're glad. We've been looking forward to having you on now for a little bit. So we, we're trying to we, we cover the ARCA series heavily, but we're trying to get the short track uh, stuff covered more and more. So we appreciate your time. I'm going to turn you back over to Rowdy. We'll see you this weekend at Fest. Thank you. All right. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. Take her away, Rowdy. Thank you, uh, Mark. And uh, Chuck, where can they call a number for information on tickets? Well, if they uh, want to visit our OctoberfestRaceWeekend.com, you know, www.OctoberfestRaceWeekend.com, click on that. It's got the schedule. It's got the ticket information, the track information. And uh, we just would, you know, direct everyone to go there. And uh, because it's such a it, long and complicated event, you can put a good summation of everything that you're being interested in. And, and then, of course, the phone number's there, too, at, you know, 608 Seven eight six one five two five. But again, just head to the website and take a look. And uh, and uh, if you have any questions, give us a call. And, and I hope everyone gets to experience Oktoberfest at least once in their life. Well, uh, I'm, I'm telling Mark I want to put it on the bucket list and maybe hit that thing next year at the 50th. Sounds yes, like sir. a great It'll place be, to spend four, what, four days. Yes, sir. Thank you, Chuck, for spending time with yes. us, and good luck this weekend. All right, thank you. Thanks for having me on. Yes, sir. Looking forward again. Thank you. All right, Mark. That's guest number two. We're two for two so far. And we have another guest coming up shortly, Rowdy, so. Well, I tell you what, that's a heck of a weekend right there now. That's, uh. You know, I, I kept on, kept on about the snowball derby being four days, and uh, man, I, you know what? They're both four-day events, and they're both somewhat similar in ways, and and they're both not just because of the variety of racing you see in Oktoberfest, Robbie, that you don't see it at the derby. 
But the Derby, you get to see a different type of racing every night of the, you know, leading up to the Snowball Derby on Sundays. Uh, you know, Oktoberfest has Thursday night races, uh, Friday night races, uh, Saturday afternoon and Saturday night races, and Sunday races, and multiple divisions in all four days. So uh, you, you see a lot of different racing each day where the Derby's uh, a pro late model, super late model heavy event, and uh, nothing wrong with that because we enjoy it every year and we're there. But we also enjoy the trucks and the modifieds and the street socks and the post socks, et cetera. So, like Chuck Deary, we're race fans, are we not? Well, I, I would like that variety, too. What He said almost 19, 18 classes, but they want to say 19. Mm-hmm. It, it's just a neat, neat show. Uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll work on next year, uh, Rowdy. We'll we'll do something about next year. Uh, we have to see what the schedules are next year too, to see what's up and conflicting. I tell you, Mark, that's a that's an awesome. Well, we're, we're just waiting on the schedule for next year when it comes out. Then we can work around that. You know what? We our, our main focus and priority always has on the ARCA Racing Series presented by Menard, and it would continue to be so. Uh, but they only run 20 or so races a year. There are 52 weeks in the year, and darn it, if they're not racing on most of those weeks. So uh, <laughs> that gives us a chance to, to see other divisions, other series, uh, other types, and uh, I think that's good. Oh, too. Uh, like this weekend, I I, I mean, this those not eighteen different divisions. Well, that uh, uh, made for one great weekend to camp out. It is rowdy. Uh, they they it's it's a well organized event. Uh, it's a well run event. It's a it's just a fun event, uh, and I'm sure the more you hear us talk about it, the it just whets your appetite that much more to check it out. And uh, like Chuck said, it you know they they try to get as many track series and champions and, and racers from around the state to to come in and race on October first weekend, and they do. So you get a yeah. you sit just get such a great taste of the you know the Wisconsin racing scene at one event. It's it's amazing. It makes you want to go to well, more races in Wisconsin. That's right. Well, let's just keep it going and bring uh, Kevin Ramsell into into the Rowdy Maglite Show. Welcome to the Rowdy Maglite Show, Kevin. Hi, hey, gentlemen. How you doing tonight? Uh, we just got uh, Chuck Derry off talking about Oktoberfest and. Uh, He's got a great show going on over there. That's awesome. Yeah, no, we're looking forward to this weekend. Uh, can't wait to get up there myself later on this week. Well, uh, Kevin, you're the PR guy kind of over the Arca Midwest tour. Uh, I've been fortunate enough to see a few races, and I, I really enjoy the, you know, that, that style of racing. Yeah, no, we've had uh, one of our best seasons uh, in, in a long time, and uh, we're really coming to our uh, season finale this Sunday with the Oktoberfest 200. 
And uh, we got a really good points battle going on right now with our uh, with our top six top six drivers only separated by 34 points going into uh, going into the main event on uh, Sunday afternoon. So I'm really looking forward to uh, to uh, seeing how that all shakes down this weekend. That's what Mark said. You had six drivers in it competing for for it. Uh, that's that's pretty good there. Yeah, no, yeah, and what's and what's really nice too is that our top two drivers are only two are only separated by two points. So, the qualifying races on uh, on Saturday and the, the qualifying itself on Saturday, those are going to have some big point implications. So, we might see a new point leader going into Sunday's uh, main event. Hey, Mark, you're live with Kevin Randall. Thanks, Rowdy. Kevin, it's so good we finally got you on the show, buddy. Thanks for being on tonight. Oh, no problem. I, I was trying to know you wanted me to have, have me on before uh, Dixieland, and I apologize. It's just with my with my hectic work schedule, we couldn't make it work, but I'm glad to be on tonight with we, you guys. We, uh, we understand the work schedule parts because uh, Jeff's normally on, but he's got stuck at work tonight too. So uh, we've no, all okay. dealt with that before. And uh, just glad to have you on and be able to talk about the Midwest Tour. And, uh, wow, you know, Mathematically, it's really nine drivers who could, but realistically, it's the top six, isn't it? Yeah, that's what honestly it is. You know, the drivers who are in seventh, eighth, and, and ninth in points, you know, they're they're ninety eight points back, and pretty much the only five, but the best chance they're going to have to do, be able to do something is that the top six pretty much don't have to show up. So it, it's going to be real right, right. It's going to be real tough for that. So you know, like I, I, I met I. I was chatting with my with my good friend Dan Diker, who's a track announcer up in Lacrosse, and he's never seen anything this tight. And, and even even but you know the closest they got right now is their Lacrosse late models, which are racing on Thursday night. There there only was a four point separation going there, so so October wow. got some great championship battles going into uh, going into this weekend. So you know what, it just makes it that much more fun and interesting when you have those battles like that. But it also says something about the competition within the series. If you have that many drivers and the possibility of getting into the points championship at the last race of the season, uh, you must have some pretty good competitive racing going on through the, through the year. Well, you got to think we look about it. I think off the top of my head, we had uh, four new winners this year. We've had uh, five different winners in seven events. And, uh, and, uh, you know, and only one two-time winner this year, and that's Austin Mason. So this is like, I, like I said, in an earlier press release uh, earlier this, uh, in late last month after our, after our, uh, our race at Dells Raceway Park, that this is probably the most competitive season ever in the Arkham Midwest tour with that, with that big of a parity of, uh, of different winners and such. And there's not really one driver out there dominating this season. And that's why, that's why we had the point battle that we have coming into, uh, coming into uh, Oktoberfest this weekend. Well, that's why, you know, Roddy kept hearing about us being in Wisconsin this year. You know, we, we got to more Midwest Tour races than we have in the past, and we're really glad we did because some of the best racing I've seen this summer has been the Midwest Tour, Kevin, and uh, uh, without uh, the tours and, and, and the likes, uh, where would be super late mile racing be? And uh, we need uh, we need to have you guys. Yeah, and then the nice thing too is that we've had a nice parity of drivers come in and race with us. You know, we've had, we've had, a, 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 I would say, you know, the top, you know, like easily like a, the top eleven in points from with us all season. But we have a lot of drivers who ran uh, at least two thirds of the events with us this year. And you know, and overall, 
just to give you an idea, we only had eight events so far this year, and we had nine events. We've had 76 different drivers try to compete in one of at least one of our events this year. Well, it also shows that, uh, you know, if you have a super late model, uh, you could probably get it into specs for a Midwest Tour race uh, without too many problems or a lot of expense and, and be able to race with you guys. And that's been one of the goals. Our, our late tech director, uh, Mike Lumpy Lumpke, who uh, sadly passed away this past February, he's been working on trying to get that right. kind of parity, you know, working with the, with the likes of uh, uh, Ricky Brooks uh, down in the south at HU. Um, and with the CRA, uh, ARCA CRA Super Series, and so to try and get those close things to parity um, with, with those uh, guys, so people like from out of town who are coming up to race this weekend, like, like a Bubba Pollard and, and others, can, can come up and compete and, and uh, have an equal shot at, at winning an event that's in, one of our, in one of our races. No, Bubba seems to like coming up and running your shows occasionally. Uh, you know, we've seen him at uh, Kalkana, and I, I've seen him at other big shows in the summer in Wisconsin. Uh, yeah, that's, that's, uh, I, I don't know, you know, this, the Arca CRA Midwest tour and the uh, TRA super series without you guys and, and some of the promoters in Wisconsin and the surrounding States. Uh, th- this is super late model heaven. It really is. And it's, uh, you know, and you take a look at a, a young driver like Carson Quapple. Um, Travis Quapo wants him to come up and race up here because he knows that, <clears throat> in fact, Carson said it to uh, uh, another good friend of mine, Paul Riker. He said this on, on another radio show the other day, is that he goes, he comes up here and he's got he's got to challenge himself to win. We do high inverts up here in, in the Midwest. And when, in the Midwest Tour, when we invert a field for the main event, we do seven plus a roll of a dice. So, uh, so. The the, the, the the pole circuit could start anywhere from eight to thirteen in our race, and we're down right. south. And they may they may do a non-inverted where the fast qualifier is always going to start up front. That'd be for like even like a fifty lap or hundred lap show, and or or they'll do a very small invert where maybe three or four spots, and it really doesn't make a difference. We we try to do what we can to find a very entertaining show for the fans, and, that, and that's what our goal is. And I think it's really seeing uh seeing the seeing seeing the results up here. Uh, we were uh, we were at the National Short Track Championships this past weekend. We talked with Carson and Travis quite a bit, and their car owner. Uh, hopefully, for uh, uh, what was going to happen next year, and I think we'll see Carson quite a bit. And uh, I think he could be a big uh, big name for the tour to have on, on come in and, and run and be successful. We were at his uh, we were at his oh, win yeah. up hey, at Clover and. Yeah, he was already uh, successful. He won on his first, he won his, on his debut with yeah. us up in Clover. So, yeah, he's so. he's a talent, and and, to, uh, and that's what they said when we had Carson on the show a couple of weeks ago. His dad wants him up here because he's going to learn how to race and race through the field to win, and not start up front and just go. Yep, and and that's what exactly Carson did up at up at Golden Sands Speedway up in Clover. He did not start in the front row. I think off the top of my head, I think he started on the outside six and had to work this, fell back to 10th and then came right through the field and, and took the lead and won that race. And he, he looks like a proven veteran out there. I think that, you know, any Midwest Tour race, uh, you have to work your way through the field in order to win. You don't start up front and win. It's just impossible to do because there's too many good cars and drivers in the field to, to do that. Exactly, and it's a good competitive field. When you go to a Midwest Tour event, uh, there's about 12 or 14 drivers that go in the race that night. 
and that's one of the reasons I enjoy the tour so much. Uh, I'm, I'm a super late model fan. I know we cover the ARCA series mostly, but I have to get back to my roots and see those guys because I think it's some of the best racing you can see, Kevin. Oh, we appreciate that. We appreciate the coverage you guys give us uh, throughout the year, and we really appreciate that. So it, it really helps out uh, with, with getting more exposure for the tour and such with it. And, and, and you know, I, I'm working on – I'm actually working on the entry list press release now. Right now, just to give you guys a little heads up, we got uh, we got 39 drivers already pre-entered for, for this weekend for wow. the Midwest Tour portion of Oktoberfest. And there's names on there like Travis Sauter. Uh, Michael Sawyer is going to be uh, out there. Uh, Brad Tilton's coming in from Wyoming to race. Uh, Brent Kirchner, who uh, won a race uh, with us of, well, almost 10, uh, say seven, eight years ago at Iowa Speedway, where the last time we ran right. Iowa Speedway, he's, he's going to bring on a new late mile and compete with us. And of course, we mentioned Bubba Pollard's planning on coming up from uh, from uh, from Georgia to race. Uh, Dan Fredrickson will be there. Um, Johnny Sauter is bringing his super late model up. Skyler Holsthausen plus Ty Majewski uh, is going to be back to uh, try and get a second Oktoberfest win after he won it in uh, 2016 uh, with it. So, so, so plus we got our regular guys. So Wow. That's what we heard. He was, Ty was coming up to run next weekend, and uh, we were looking forward to seeing him in the car. And uh, uh, Yeah, you just kept naming off, and you probably left a few names off the list there that have a chance to win it also, Kevin. Yeah, there's a lot of names out there. You know, uh, Jim Sider Jr. looked pretty strong a couple of years ago. Richie Bickle, you can never count him out. Jacob Gady has had very strong runs, and yeah. uh, he, he could be a he could be a surprise. He's coming in. Nick knows lacrosse very well, and like he said, you know, he's he's in a duel for a championship right now with Steve Carlson up there. And I, I have a feeling my my buddy uh, Dan Dyker is going to probably lose his voice on Thursday night when that, that race comes down to really good. And we got some real good young guns up there too, like Gabe Summers, Michael Ostick, who's Gonna take a few days off from the studies at Iowa State, and then we got our, you know, we have our, of course, our, our top six in the standings with Austin Nason, uh, Dalton leading the points by two points over Dalton Zier and Casey Johnson's only 25 points back. Our a 2011 champion Andrew Morrissey's 26 points back. Paul Schaefer, who got, who finally got his first win back in May at Jefferson Speedway, is only 30 points back. Jonathan Island, who was our 2012 champion, is only 30, and our Ironman of the series is only 34 points back, and yeah, it, it, it could come down to to uh, and uh, I think it's it's going to be one heck of a weekend, especially you know with all the I think with Oktoberfest overall, we got about eleven different championships being decided this weekend. You know what? That's that's what makes racing exciting and worth going to see, Kevin. And uh, I hope everybody takes advantage of this weekend and gets out to Oktoberfest. At least for one of the shows, because uh, if you want, if you're a race fan, there's something they're running this weekend you're gonna like. Yep, I agree. It's a, it's a, it's a good, good variety of racing, and you know the other thing, everything's really cool. Is, is a, is a, is a, a bunch of fans you're gonna, new fans you'll meet and such. Plus, we have some great after race parties with it. You know, I, I would. You know, Thursday night they got some they got some boring DJ coming in to uh, play some to play some music after racing on Thursday night. So it'll be uh, it'll, it'll be it'll, it'll be a good time all weekend. So, well, there's a lot, a lot, a lot of people a lot of people want to, want the DJ to show up with with, with his karaoke stuff and he's refusing to. So, but we'll, we'll see we'll see, <laughs> the, we'll see the fans went over and they'll end up doing karaoke. So. Wow, but yeah. If you want to have a good time, you want to enjoy yourself. Uh, 
You know, like you told Chuck, that, and the saying is, best is the best. It is. It's so four, four great days, lots of going on, and you, you'll make new friends, and you'll see probably one of the last, largest camping villages outside of a Winston Cup race uh, before a short track event. It's probably, I would say it's probably pretty well, it might be pretty close to what Eldora gets for their events, but as far as asphalt goes, it's probably, it's probably one of the larger campgrounds you'll see. Yeah, it's, it's almost like a snowball derby in the north. It is, and we make to get bigger crowds, and uh, and we have, you know, you know, I'll be working in a tower with some fun people. We have, we actually create our own little fest tower uh, Facebook page, so we can see the kind of fun we have up in the tower and everything else with it. And uh, but we have, Look we have some traditional stuff. So, so yeah, so it'll be, really? it'll be a fun weekend. So, well, we'll uh, we're looking forward to seeing you this weekend, Kevin. Uh, we'll be up Sunday. We have to go cover the race out of Lucas Oil for us Saturday night. We'll drive up from there to. So we'll see you sometime Sunday. Sounds great. Really appreciate it, guys. Thank you. I'm going to turn you over to Rowdy. Thanks, Kevin. Take it over, Rowdy. Thank you, Mark. Kevin, I tell you, the more you talk, the more I want to be there next year for the 50th anniversary. Uh, four nights of camping and racing. You, Hey, that sounds like a game plan for me next year. Yeah, and, and to give you an idea of the – a, a four-day pass for a fan is only ninety dollars. That's uh, the whole weekend. That's, that, that's good. That's eighteen divisions. Yep, eighteen divisions of racing and uh, and and uh, and some and some and some and good 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 fun time. So, Kevin, where can they uh, follow you on social media? Get more information for this weekend. Well, they, they well, we can go well, for the Midwest Tour. You can go to our, our website, which is MidwestTour.Racing. There's also the official Oktoberfest Race Weekend website, uh, OktoberfestRaceWeekend.com, and uh, there's um, Midwest uh, Midwest Tour uh, Facebook page. Plus, there's uh, Oktoberfest Facebook page. There's a Midwest at Midwest Tour on Twitter. And then there's Race Oktoberfest on uh, Twitter as well too. We even have an Instagram page uh, at, at Midwest Tour with us and if you you know for for kicks and giggles you can always visit the fest tower uh facebook page too and see what kind of shenanigans we're pointing out in the tower we, we we only we only there's only limited amount of people that can get up in the tower and uh so so a lot of people can't get up there and see what we're doing and stuff but we we, we try to share them inside <laughs> what's going on out there so, so it, it, it's it's a very exclusive club that they don't use so they, they get up there so it's like that mystery motor. You got to create curiosity to make everybody yeah, want to be a part of it. We, we, we want people Kevin. to look up in the tower. And we, want, we want people to look up in the tower and really kind of figure out what's going on without them knowing it. But we'll give them a look. <laughs> Kevin, thanks a lot for coming on tonight and enjoy you calling in. And uh, Mark and Jeff's going to be there Sunday, so hey, I, I, I want to put it on the plans for next year. That sounds great. We look forward to seeing you guys. Thank you, Kevin. Thanks, Thanks Kevin. See you soon. Have a great evening, guys. Sounds good. See you later. You too. You know, Mark, when you start talking camping and cooking, you, you, you that's just uh, that's what brings racing in the I'm telling you, that's what brings racing full circle is when you put the camping and the cooking with the racing. Well, I thought I had put a pretty good spin on what the camping situation was at, at Oktoberfest, but I think Chuck Deary and uh, and Kevin Ramsell even, you know, took it better than me. It, it's just, it's an incredible, incredible social 
of that, Rowdy. That, that's all there is to it. Everybody's here for the races. They have a few beverages and just have a good time and enjoy themselves. And darn it, they do. Well, Mark, that's guest number three now. You know what? We're doing pretty good tonight. We've got all three here. We haven't had a missed call yet, Rowdy. And uh, no, we got Alice Putney coming up, uh, winner of the National Short Track Championships at Rockford yesterday. So uh, we're looking forward Man. to hearing from him. A guy that was in winter circle yesterday. Yes, sir. Uh, I think this young man has a bright future. I think he needs to uh, get a car owner to put him in a car and let him show what he can do uh, outside his local realm. Uh, what he does right now with his one car and, and series that he runs, he runs the Slinger Super Speedway. Uh, I'm not sure what he did in points this year. We'll have to ask him. Uh, but he runs up front, he wins races, and he wins races with a car he maintains and takes care of himself. He has a really limited crew, and what crew he does, these guys work hard, Rowdy. They're not money finance. They're uh, they're they're hard working race crew. And uh, if if the right situation would come along for Alex Prudney, I think we'd see big things out of him. Well, you have spoken about him before tonight. Mark, I mean, y'all, y'all got to see him. Several, I think you have seen him several times this year, haven't you? I've seen him several times this year. Uh, I've talked to him a couple times this year. He's a, he's a really nice young man. Um, he does it all himself. That's just, you know, what to, to be competitive in, in a Super 8 model with uh, uh, the, the track he runs, uh, it, it's that's a serious proposition, Rowdy. Uh, and that's his, his main goal is to win the championship or finish high in the points as he can and win races. He doesn't travel. Uh, so going to Rockford is a big thing for him. And when the two years in a row, he doubled up. Uh, is absolutely amazing. This shows this kid's got some talent, I think. Well, Mark. I think NASCAR's in good shape. There's a lot of great race, young racers coming up, man. I'm telling you, it's going to be interesting to see how it all plays out. Well, because I know all, all talent, I, yeah, all talent don't actually rise to the top, but no, no, it takes a little financing in the right situation, Rowdy. But speaking of young drivers, did you? Uh, hear about the winner of the K&N West Series race this past weekend. I think I did, Mark, but... Well, I'll just refresh Rowdy, and I think there's others who may want to hear. Young 17-year-old girl uh, won the K&N West Series race. Haley Deegan, uh, she may be uh, somebody we'll see in the Arca Series to give... uh, Give our uh, lady drivers a little run for their money, I think, Rowdy. I, I did say that, Mark. I, I didn't want for sure. Too much racing going on this weekend to remember it all, Rowdy. That's why I make right. notes. <laughs> yeah. 
You know, you us old guys, we need to make notes. Yeah, not scratch pads, scratch boots. Yeah, we need we need a full legal page for our in our age now. Yep. Hey, I think it's pretty awesome the the ladies coming up into uh, the racing world here. I'm I'm a well, I'm all for you know, and we were lucky enough to see it in arc every you know weekend, Rowdy. Uh, and then occasionally there's more than one woman running, and and I think that's just uh, shows how you know. Big Arca has come, you know how how special Arca has, has been to uh, to uh, making careers in the uh, the upper levels. Yeah, well, all the way down to Cassie Venerini owning the team. So you know, Arca's uh, pretty diverse and and with women. Well, eventually, needs especially, I guess you'd have to say, and. I, I think that will continue on in the future with uh, with the Vetrini's and Arca that we'll be able to see you know their the diverse lineup that they're willing to bring to their uh, driver situation and, and willing to give a chance to so um, yeah we'll uh, looking forward to hearing what's going to happen next year as much as how we're going to finish up this year right now yep hey all the way down to Denise. The flag lady. You know, Mark, <laughs> I tell you what you have to do. You have to watch her before a race, the way she goes out and spends time with the fans. She hands them the flag, takes her picture, takes a picture with them, takes a picture of them with the flag. I mean, really, Denise gives them, she has little stickers that she gives out to the kids. She really does a great job before a race. Well, I agree, Rowdy. Uh, it's one of those little things that maybe you don't realize or pay attention to or notice, but it's happening. And we happen to notice, and uh, she's a great gal. Uh, not just a great flag person, but a great person. So uh, she goes above and beyond, uh, makes it uh, that much more special for the, our younger uh fans to, to enjoy and remember and make them want to come back and see another race. Well, that all goes on during autograph at session, and she says that's the coolest part of her job. <laughs> well, it's nice that she enjoys it so much uh, and, and brings so much to the table because uh, it's important that we get these younger fans involved and interested. Otherwise, there won't be a future. All right, Mark, we're going to bring our next guest on there. Hey, I'm ready. Ladies and gentlemen, direct your attention to Victory Lane as Rowdy and Mark visit with this week's winner. I'd like to welcome to the show to the Rowdy Maglite Show, 
the national short track champion, Alex Purdy. Welcome, Alex. Hey, boys. How you doing tonight? I'm doing great, Alex. I'm sorry I butchered up your last name, but if you heard my last name, you'd butcher it up, too. So. <laughs> yes, sir. No big deal. Well, Alex, congratulations, man. That's a pretty big title right there. There's a lot of great race cars there. Yeah, and to be able to do two years in a row is just pretty special to us. That's uh, two years in a row is what really... That's pretty awesome, Alex, right there. Yeah, I think I think the neatest part about it, though, is, you know, my uncles and my family have won so many of the big races, and it's kind of the one that I grew up going to the racetracks. My uncle's running the super late, you know, David, Dennis, and Dale, and uh, none of them were able to win that one. And to be able to finally break through for the family and get a big win, it's just uh, it's a pretty special moment to do it twice. Well, Alex, uh Kind of let's let's start back. Where where did this all start at? How'd you how'd you get the favor for racing? <laughs> so yeah, I uh, growing up, I had three uncles that were all racing, and uh, so I grew up in the garage. And it was it's pretty neat because you know you got three role models right off the bat to to kind of look up to and teach you how to do everything. And uh, I got my first break uh, when I turned sixteen when one of our longtime family sponsors. Uh, had a four-cylinder car that their nephew was driving and uh, needed a timing chain replaced on it. Me and my dad worked on it and fixed it. And by the time we were done, the sponsor didn't want it anymore, and they let us drive it. And uh, that's kind of how it all started. I started four-cylinders, and I think we won our first race in, like, our sixth attempt at Slinger. And uh, the second year, we won a championship. And Dad said it was, it was time to move up and do some bigger and better things, but if I was serious about race car driving that I had to figure out a way to start paying for it. He didn't want me to be, you know, just one of those kids that his dad was writing a check all the time. So worked hard all winter, found some sponsors and put together a bunch of deals. And lo and behold, we're racing limited lates out here and ended up winning two track championships and got, I think 30 some races. And it just, uh, it's a cool, cool thing looking back at how everything came together. And then getting picked up by the uh, the Kawiki program, it really boosted our career into the super late models. And, and here we are, all of a sudden, three years into it, a, a Slinger Speedway track champion and a two-time short track champion. That had to have been uh, pretty cool to be part of that Alan Kawiki uh, deal. You know, I think I think the biggest part about being in that program was just finding a confidence to kind of believe that you belonged in the super late ranks. I was kind of to the point where, you know, we were spending twenty five, thirty thousand dollars a year just running limited lates. And like I said before, my dad wasn't paying for it. I had to come up with it. So being a, you know, nineteen, twenty year old kid trying to come up with that funding on top of, you know, going to college and that kind of thing, it was tough. And finding someone who came up to me and said, Hey, you can do better than this and you can get into super lates and we believe in you was, was really the push I needed to, to get going into the super lates and start learning and having fun. Mark, you're live with Alex. Thanks, Rowdy. Appreciate it. Alex, uh, welcome to the show. Enjoyed watching you run yesterday. Uh, interesting comment after the race. You said they're pretty well set after you pulled it off the hauler, and uh, you made a couple of minor adjustments, and off you went. Yeah, I think of the entire week, I think that was the most satisfying thing I did all weekend was 
you know, the forecast for Friday wasn't looking so good. And originally we were just going to head down Friday morning and stay in a hotel Friday night. But because there was rain in the forecast, we ended up going down Thursday. And by the end of the first practice session, we just went out and shook it down. It's like, we're turning 13 ones and zeros already on my old slinger practice tires. Like, I don't, I don't want to change a thing. So we put on our new tires and we were quick time in every practice session. And as, it is one of those things where you knew it was going to be a really good weekend the second you rolled off that trailer. And it's just just a testament to, you know, the family and how well we prepare our cars and just the overall, you know, preparation in the shop that, that got us this one. Well, I, I think I, one of my questions I'd like to ask you is, you know, what's the difference between Rockford and Slinger? Uh, besides the fact that Slinger's a two-groove <laughs> track and Rockford's one and a half at best. Uh, how do you, is the car set up similar? Uh, what do you need to change on the car? And uh, what was, could you take the car and go to Slinger the way it's set up right now? So that's kind of the crazy part. People ask that question all the time. And when you physically watch the racing at Slinger and you watch the racing at Rockford, it's two totally different animals, right? Slinger, you're side by yeah. side and you really don't need any contact. There's really no reason for it. You got two good grooves and usually depending on the night, the outside's the dominant lane out there. But once you pass a guy on the outside, you want to be running the full track and getting to the bottom. Where Rockford's a totally different story where you got that one lane, one lane, you know, basically that's dominant. If you want to pass a guy, you kind of got to get position, maybe get to his door and do a slide job. And uh, just the, the overall mentality a is physical. a lot different. Yeah. Slinger, you don't even think about doing that kind of stuff. And it's, Honestly, I never felt comfortable doing that until I had that good of a car. I mean, you wouldn't, you would never, you would never do a slide job. If you didn't have a car that you thought could run away from the guy, you would never do that kind of stuff just because you know right. you're going to get paid back, right? You never, and that, honestly, you don't do that kind of stuff at Slinger. It's just a totally different mentality. And setup wise, believe it or not, it's exactly the same. We showed up with our exact same Slinger package to Rockford and we're competitive right off the bat. So, you know, there's a few minor things, but honestly, we could take our car straight up to Slinger right now and we'd be just fine. So, I mean, really, well, it's just the mentality of knowing going to Rockford, mm -hmm. you're going to get bruises, you're going to get beat up. You just got to kind of stay focused and deal with it. And if you get roughed up, well, chances are you're going to rough the guy back up. Or Slinger, if you touch a guy, you know people are going to be angry. You try to keep keep your cars to yourself. Don't, don't run into anybody. But Rockford is a one-time-a-year thing for us. You know, they run Superlates there twice, once with the Midwest Tour in the middle of the summer and then that race. So for us, it's just one of those races where we go there. It's it's just a fun race. You know, there, there's no pressure of points. You know, Slinger, we're running 18, 19 weeks a year, you know, and you're constantly worried about points. You don't want to get into a guy because you're afraid how it'll, you know, end up at the rest of the season. Where Rockford's just a one-race deal. Let's go there. Let's go have some fun. Well, that's what makes Rockford so unique. And, and uh, people, I don't think, realize how serious a business it is to run a weekly car at a track like Slinger or any other track for that matter. Uh, the time, the effort, the money uh, that's put into uh, to the season is is just incredible. And uh, uh, you're, you guys, how many how many guys are working on your car besides yourself, Alex? So yesterday uh, I had my dad there. He's my spotter up on the roof and just kind of the overall crew chief. He's in charge of, you know, any anybody that's got anything going on with the car, they talk to him or me. 
Um, I had a little brother, Zach. He does all the odds and ends stuff. He is 18 years old. And then I had my Uncle David, who I used to help growing up as a kid. He taught me how to do all the tires, and I was his tire guy. Well, now he's since retired, and now he's my tire guy. So he's real helpful to have there, and he's kind of my he's kind of my driver's coach. He's the one that, you know, he goes and sits and watches in the corners. My dad's giving me lap times, and David's the one kind of just just giving me info what I got to be doing, what I'm doing wrong, what I could be doing better, and just kind of looking at my hand input and always giving me pointers and just different outside perspective. I might think I'm loose, but you know, he might think otherwise. Hey, let's try this, and uh, and then we have just uh, Joe. He's a family friend. He comes over once a week and helps us get all the weekly maintenance done. And his job is whatever we need. You know, he's kind of our flex guy. You know, he he runs around. If we got a dented panel, he's pulling it out. If if we got any type of uh, oil leak situation, he's the first guy assessing what we got going on. So we got a real solid crew of five guys, and I love them to death. We're one big team. Well, yeah, you better love them to draft the way you guys are running. <laughs> it makes it a lot easier, doesn't it? Makes it a lot easier. There's no screaming and yelling, is there? <laughs> well, our, uh, is your season complete, Alex, or are we going to see you pass lead October Fest or maybe the Dells down the road? Yeah, I was thinking about doing the Dells, but we'll see. Uh, originally, the plan was we were going to cap the season off at Rockford. And it was one of those things where you tell yourself, hey, if I win the race, maybe we'll go race the Dells. But we'll see. We got yeah, uh, yeah. we got a pretty busy schedule here. We haven't had any off weekends really since, I don't know, April, middle of April when Slinger started. So I don't know. We'll, uh, we'll kind of see what the future holds. I know my Uncle Dennis is going up to lacrosse. I think Wednesday I'll probably be up there Saturday, Sunday to at least watch and maybe do tires for another competitor. So I'll be up there. won't have the car with me, but uh, I'll definitely be there. Well, I'll look for you. I know where to find you then. Uh, Jeff and I will be up there Sunday. We have to, we'll be covering the ARCA race at the Lucas Oil Raceway in India on uh, Saturday night. So we're going to drive, make the all-night drive to lacrosse from there. So we'll look for you All on right. Sunday, Alex. All right. Well, I look forward to it. That's quite the haul over one night. No, it's amazing what you do to go up for racing, isn't it? <laughs> I hear you there. Definitely hear you there. We, you know, we, we, part of it's we do it because we're such big fans, Alex, and part of it's we do it for the show also. So it's a, it's kind of a win-win situation, and we do enjoy it immensely. So thanks so much for being on the show tonight. I'm going to turn you back over to Rowdy. We'll see you this weekend, and hopefully we'll see you racing at the Dells. Absolutely. We'll hope to see you there. All right. I'm going to turn you back over to Rowdy now. Take her away, Rowdy. Thank you, Mark. Hey, you know, Alex, out of that uh, conversation with Mark and you, family is playing a big part in your life, and you're so blessed with it. Yeah, that's absolutely true. You know, it's one of those things where you're just so lucky to be blessed with the three role models because I didn't just have one guy always teaching me how to do things. It was three cars all the time. Everybody needed something at some point. It's not like there was an off night. You know, if Dennis wasn't around, Dale was in the shop working. And just, it's just a huge testament to the family kind of teaching me how to do things. And I think everybody saw that yesterday. Well, Alex, congratulations. You brought the the, the total package to the, to the stage yesterday. And I know your dad and your uncle and your brother was as proud as ever of you. Well, thank you very much, sir. I appreciate that. Congratulations being the national short track champion. 
<laughs> I like the sound of that. Thanks, bud. <laughs> Thanks, Alex. Sure. And look, hey, and you should. And looking forward to having you on again, Alex. Thank you, sir, for spending a little time right, with we'll us on tonight. All right, Alex. Thank you. Yep. Bye. <laughs> bye, bye. Yeah. Thanks so much. <laughs> yeah, that that sounds pretty good when you say national short track champion. <laughs> Well, and on top of that, he can say two-time national short track champion, Rowdy, and uh, that is well, like that, uh, that. That is that that is one of the bigger races to win in super late mile racing. To have it on your resume is extremely uh, big. I mean, Mark Martin won it uh, when he was uh, coming up to the series. So, yeah, it's it's a good race. It's a fun race. It's 53 years old, there's a reason it keeps on continuing. So, And there's a reason I'll keep continuing to go out there and watch it. Oh, well, Mark, you know, hey, listen, my brother that usually calls in every Monday night by mistake, thinking I'm free on Monday nights. Tonight it was my son, Bart. But uh, (laughs) he goes, Man, it didn't take long for Monday night to get back here, did it? I said, no, Rod, it don't take long for Monday night to come back. But, Mark, we're uh, getting down to the end of the trail here So on on a Monday night. But the only good thing about this Monday night is I'll see you before next Monday night. Paul, Rowdy, can't tell you how much I'm looking forward to that. Uh I enjoy covering and going to the races for the show. Uh, it's one of the pleasures of my life the past few years, thanks to you. And uh, it only gets better when you get to uh, to cover them with us, Rowdy. And we get you up north, and boy, we're going to get you up north next year. I, I think after tonight, you're ready to come up and, like you said, spend a month or so. <laughs> that they go my Oktoberfest. Hey, listen. Anybody that's anywhere close, that's a heck of a four days right there, especially for ninety, for less than a hundred dollars to say four days of racing. That's pretty pretty good. That's, that's a bargain, Rowdy. That's a bar. Speaking of bargains, you can still get discount city discount tickets for the ARCA race this Saturday night at any Menards store in the Indianapolis area. Uh, just go in, tell them what you're looking for, and they'll help take care of your. Uh, and get you those uh, discounted tickets. So take advantage of that. And uh, we'll see you at the races Saturday night at uh, Lucas Oil Raceway. And we'll see you at the races this Sunday at Lacrosse Raceway and Fairgrounds Raceway in West Salem, Wisconsin. Uh, looking forward to a, a road-weary weekend, Rowdy, but uh, it'll be a fun weekend. It sounds like it, Mark. So until uh, Saturday morning, my man. It'll be. Uh, uh, we will be seeing you in it, a few short days, Rowdy. You have a safe drive. That's right. Uh, a safe trip. And uh, I'm looking forward to face to face contact with my bestest racing, one of my bestest racing friends, Rowdy Maglin. Sounds like a plan, Mark. See you then. <laughs> All right, Rowdy. Until next week, we'll see you guys. Let that light shine. Let us shine bright.
Indoor Speedway is Birmingham's premier corporate events venue. When your team races together at speeds up to 50 miles per hour in their electric pro carts, they'll leave with a recharged new bond. They guarantee it. For more information on how to book your company event, visit AutobahnSpeed.com. 